Hi, welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Canty. You can learn more about me and my team at KatherineCanty.com. For more than two decades, I have been able to travel the country and help other people grow their business. From those experiences, I was able to work with a proposal team that generated success 90% of the time for over a decade. We have created a leadership coaching program that is creating 100% measured results as seen by the leaders, peers, and stakeholders. And finally, I've spent nearly a decade in boardrooms, corporate boardrooms, where we are learning what's working and what's not. And more importantly, we're able to take the communication from the boardroom and get it down to the front line so execution is easier to implement. You know, from all these experiences, we created a framework called Business Vitality. These are all of the best practices of leaders and and opportunities that have been coming up decade after decade. And a lot of this stuff has been in practice for more than 20 years, 30 years and beyond. And what we're learning is a lot of these folks that are remaining vital in business today are having to think differently. And to share a quote from one of my CEOs that I've worked with in the past, he told me all day long he can hire folks, but what he needs more of are people who think outside the box. So in an effort to pay it forward and celebrate successes, we are going to be sharing stories of leaders who are thinking differently and remaining vital in business today. Please stick to the end and we will share how you can be a guest on the show. And thanks so much for being here. Tommy Mello, you are the founder of A1 Garage Door Service, and you are found on the web at homeserviceexpert.com. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for letting me in there. I appreciate uh, doing this. We're going to have some fun today. I know. I'm excited. You got great energy. And, um, you know, for somebody who's just kind of listening to this and they're getting to know who Tommy is, can you talk about um, a little bit about your home service expertise and the A1 Garage business that you have built. Do you mind just kind of explaining what solutions you are solving for people today? Yeah, you know, I, I have a podcast called The Home Service Expert. Um, interview people like Michael Gerber, um, the CEO of Home Advisor, 250 episodes through. Um, I started the podcast actually because I wanted to learn. I wanted to get a hold of people. I wanted to have conversations and uh you know, we're getting about 30,000 downloads a month. So it's a success. Um, I'm shooting for 100,000 a month next year. Uh, A1 Garage Service started in 2006 and 2007. Um, economy was really good. And then I went through a big uh, downturn in the economy and really worked through it. But uh, now we have actually 430 employees. We're in 19 states. And um, just shy of 100 million this year, unfortunately. Uh, but... I'm starting a buyer's group. There were 70 companies that showed up last week. Every single one of them is joining. There was a one company that wasn't very happy with what we had to say. There was 19 speakers. And um, I'm actually going to use the buyer's group to roll up hundreds and hundreds of garage companies. So A1's already in 19 states, big company, but um, really in the fetal stages of what we're going to become. So I'm just a dude from Michigan. Uh, my mom was a uh, realtor. My dad was a... Uh, on a transmission shop, um, great people, Midwest values, um, shovel, stone, mowed lawn. So I turned 12, I was able to get a job before I was legally able to work washing dishes at $4 an hour. And, uh, mom and dad never really gave me anything but love and, uh, a lot of attention. So, you know, 
but I've worked hard through everything. And uh, like I was telling you earlier, I've, I've literally made every mistake in the book. If there's, if anybody's failed, I've failed miserably, but I get back up and I dust it off and I keep going and uh, I rush towards failure. And I, the more failure I have, the better, because it's harder to get there for most people. So that's me in a nutshell, I guess. I love it. All right. So you mentioned failure. I have to ask, can you share maybe one or two of your, your favorite failures that, that helped in the long run? Well, I'll tell you, one of the biggest things I see is I used to do everything. If, it, if I don't do it, it won't get done right. Right. So mm-hmm. I had to become a master delegator. I had to actually have a, a process in which I delegated and made sure things get done. Um, the biggest one I'd say is, is definitely that is, is carrying it all on your shoulders. I used to try to find people that were like me instead of hiring for my weaknesses. I tried to be a well-rounded person. That was a mistake. Um, you know, I've hired people without doing reference checks. I've I've definitely kept people on too long that were great producers, but bad for the the company as a whole, those bad apples. It's just really always negative. And, um, you know, I, I, I've definitely failed at being a leader in a lot of aspects, but I've definitely self-improved. I mean, you see the books here. I've read these books. I've got over a thousand books on Audible and, and I'm obsessed with just becoming a better version of myself. I'm the best I've ever been today, but the worst I'll ever be. So much truth in that for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree with that about myself. And, you know, I love that you just said that. That's awesome. So you're talking about hiring people and and maybe not doing the, uh, the best uh, reference checks and, um, having a couple bad apples. And before we started hitting record, you said that um, marketing and hiring is something that, that, you know, you've enjoyed and you've learned a lot from, do you mind just kind of talking about marketing and hiring? And um, I think people are struggling today to respond to the workforce demands that are out there. What, what are your thoughts around that? Uh, Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, the stupid, flu disease hit us and I don't even like talking about it, but I had a lot of time to reflect and I started kind of really thinking I'm a really, really good marketer. I love marketing. Marketing is my obsession. I know how to make the phone ring off the hook, but I started thinking, man, everybody takes all this data and they input it and they figure out the time of year, the the temperature, the humidity, how it affects air conditioning and all these different industries. And I said, wait a minute here, my top producers perform better in every single market. They're easy to deal with. They, they get re- referrals. They talk to people at the gas station and at church. They, they, get, they recruit for us. They get great reviews out there. I'm like, man, I've had this all backwards. You should spend more time. When I ask people how much they spend in marketing, they say 10%. So if you make a million dollars a month, you're spending 100,000. Then I ask them, well, what are you doing to recruit? What are you doing for, to find the people? They say, well, we put three creds this sad. We're on Monster and Dita Career Builder. And so we're spending about 800 bucks a month. So you spend 100,000 to get clients and 800 to get new people. It's kind of ass backwards. So what I decided is I'm going to make my Indeed and Glassdoor look amazing. So I went to happy employees. And now if you look at A1 Garage for a Service, Glassdoor, and uh, Indeed, you'll see that every video is there. The descriptions are there. Uh, the reviews are there. Um, by real employees. And because um, employees really look at that stuff when they want to find a job. And, and number two, I realized you don't find great employees in the unemployment line. Now, COVID is a different matter because obviously a lot of people have families and, and you know, stuff happens and I get it. But uh, 
I don't spend a lot of time on Indeed on a daily basis. I'm not like, ooh, let me just go on Monster today and play or, or you know, Career Builder, ZipRecruiter or whatever. So I had a friend of mine, Vanessa, call me about six months ago. And I haven't talked to these guys, Vanessa and Jody. I haven't talked to them literally in like years. And we're really good friends, South Carolina, just wholesome people. And I've been out to their house a couple of times. They've come see me a couple of times, but I've known them for about 15 years. They met each other at the same conference I was at. And Jody's actually name is Joseph, but he goes by Jody since he was a kid. So um, she says, dude, she goes, I'm seeing you all over the place. You're doing so great. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, you know, that means a lot to me, Vanessa. Um, things are moving great. I'm really, I'm really having fun. And she says, well, how's your recruiting going? And I said, it's, it's good. You know, we're getting 15 guys a month. I like to see 30 to 50 a month. And she goes, well, I got to tell you, Tommy, she goes, we figured out, I think we broke the code. Like we, we figured it out. And I go, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, we figured out a way to do social media for truck drivers with CDLs and it's impossible to find drivers right now. And we're getting 10 per company. We're doing it for 20 companies. So I, the name of their company is rabbithire.info. And I, and I think it's rabbithirepro.com. I, I hate the .info, but they, what they did is they figured out a way to take Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and they got like, what's awesome about it is like, it gets them out of the portal of Facebook right away. And it just asks a few questions. Then they got to fill out the rest and then it alerts them and they've got a staff that it alerts. And then they type back and there's auto generation and there's voicemail blast, there's text message. And I got a dog named Finnegan. He's nine months old. He's a little kava poo. And it says, Hey, please finish your application. Hey, my name's Finnegan. I'm the the the, the uh, A1 mascot. Please finish the uh, the application because Dad will give me a bone if you do. And then it's it's got Tom Cruise hanging on a wire. It says your mission should you choose to accept it. And then it just fires out all these cool videos about our company. And I'm telling you, I'm up to thirty to forty guys a class. They're aces in the hole. I'm getting hundreds of applicants per day. And the greatest thing is it's automated. It's like, and I'm telling you what, I'm getting hundreds and I'm picking a couple because we've got all the, the interview system happens through the phone. And then they go through and they said, you know, if the guy's got a huge tattoo on his face of a dragon, probably not fine for the warehouse, probably not a great customer facing. Um, and it's got five non-negotiables. And then we run them through the predictive index test. We do reference checks and then we check the DMV record and then we check their drug test background check. We do all this within the system. And I got to tell you, it's just nice because the guys coming out of training, I got one month as an apprentice program in your current market. And then you come to Phoenix for a month. We've got apartments here. We've got about 30 apartments, two bedrooms each. And um, so we get a house of about 60 guys. We give them their vans here. We got our own wrap shop. We outfit them here. We get all the parts on the truck and they drive back home. Whether that be, we're in Charlotte actually. Um, we go all over the country and they drive back and, uh, you know, where do you spend time when you're 23 male technician type, you go to TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, or maybe Snapchat. So why don't we go there to find the employees, right? Yeah. Why don't we do geofencing of our competitors? So when they walk in, have a bonus for the best installer to come over here. I like to train guys from scratch, but I went to the top three call centers in the United States of geofence them. And I'm pulling their best CSRs out of there with a sign on bonus. It's legal. I don't know. <laughs> I love this. I don't even know where to go next. Um, all right. So you've got this. It sounds like you've got a process in place. It's what? Rapidhire.com? 
rapidhirepro.com. And I think rapidhire.info gets you to it. So that's just something that these guys are impressive, man. I'm telling you what, they started doing all my buddies and my buddy's got a $30 million plumbing shop. He's getting all of his people filled. My other buddy's an electrician, my HVAC buddy. He called me up. He's like, dude, he's like, I've never seen results like this. And I got to tell you, hiring is the, it's the ultimate advantage. Look, I don't care what you're doing. If you need a CFO, if you need a COO, if you need a, a chief revenue officer, you need experience. You need to be able to interview properly. They bring their Rolodex and they kick butt. And if you can figure out a way for somebody to switch a job, you see, when you work for me, here's what happens. I'm actually hiring a dream manager. I want to sit down with you. So Catherine, I'd say, listen, I need to know your dreams. I want to know, what is it? A 10 year anniversary with your husband somewhere in Tahiti. Is it to have a two rental houses? And I want to, first, I want to help you increase your credit score, get your first house. And the big thing is always invest in appreciating assets. So we're going to work together. You're going to have to not, we're going to get rid of your Harley for a few years. You can't buy the boat. You can't buy the snowmobile because when you work with me, not for me, when we work together, I'm going to help you get your dreams and I'm going to show you how compound interest works. And I'm going to help it so that your kids have the best life ever. If you want to put them in a private school, they can. And we're going to sponsor your little league. And we're going to give you anniversary cards and recognize your birthdays and get your kids involved. Now, I'm not the perfect. Listen, this is all a work in motion. And I wish I had it all figured out. But we're striving. They know my number one goal in this company now um, is to be a good leader. It's to be a good mentor. It's to work with the people because I'm a very... um, I don't know what the word is, but but I guess I need to feel satisfaction when other people succeed that work with me. So I'm selfish, I guess, because, you know, my dad almost had a COVID about eight months ago and um, I was crying like crazy. My sister woke me up at 5 a.m. and he was at the hospital and she's in Milwaukee. And she said, dad's oxygen is at 67 percent. He's unconscious and he was already in intensive care. So I'm getting ready to say goodbye to him. And uh, I don't know. And uh, he's there unconscious. And I, I, I called everybody. I said, can we pray? And I posted on Facebook, 587 people prayed. And uh, somehow he pulled out of it. And a few weeks later, I seen him in the car. And I said, dad, you're, where's your oxygen? What are you doing? And he goes, God healed me. I don't even need oxygen anymore. And a few weeks later, we're hanging out and um he said, man, it would be sure nice to, to, to really, I haven't been on a vacation in a while. And I said, oh my gosh, you haven't. So I was able to afford a nice trip with him and his, his, his lady. Uh, he remarried to uh, Lori. And I sent him to Oregon for a week. And I got to tell you, he came back a new man. And he said, I haven't had anything like that in 20 years. And he was so happy. He was so grateful that I told Bree, I said, dude, I need to do this for more people. I need to set everybody's dreams up. I need to make I'm selfish because it felt so good to see somebody else win. And that's what I think we need to be as business owners. We need to do a lot more of that. I think a dream manager is a fantastic idea. And I'm wondering, can you, is one dream manager enough for that many people that you're supporting and, and creating dreams with? Well, there's there's a book called The Dream Manager. And I've actually got a person of mine certified in the program. And what it is, is it's a, it's a mix between a... Um, it's it's like a a life coach and a um, 
a finance coach. So they're like 50, 50, cause they got to help you. They got to help you understand. They got to understand competitors. They got to understand the credit card. I buy Dave Ramsey for every one of the employees. So every one of them, they don't do it. They should, but um, you know, you got to figure out their why. And you, you know, you'll never forget this. And here's the deal. I'm not going to say uh, I don't use it in my favor. Cause I'm going to say, look, work this Saturday. Cause you're never going to, when you're in a, when you're on your big vacation in Hawaii, you're not going to be like, man, I remember three Saturdays ago when I had to work to make the look, we'll hit milestones. You'll hit them. We'll make sure you're hitting your milestones. If you got a will, I'll find a way. But I think you get one. And then what you do is you build a team around that one person to help communicate, but you got to have a system like send out cards. Um, so I think send out cards is awesome. I spoke at one of their events. Um, do you, have you ever heard of send out cards? I feel like I have. I've heard of different um, variations that you 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 uh, migrate that data into their flow, and then they can send those cards out. But I'm sure this one's a bit different. Tell me about it. Well, send out cards. What they do is they call them heartfelt cards, and you can send mm-hmm. unlimited cards with postage if you're a member for like I don't know, it's like a hundred bucks a month. So, if you put a separate card and you type it all out, do the work yourself, and put a picture in it, um, they're free. There's no posters, there's no nothing. I mean, it's not free free because you're paying a monthly fee, but as long as it's heartfelt, you can't send a million out to customers to have the same card. But so it's kind of cool. You could get your birthdays and stuff going like that, and you could automate stuff. They got zapier and stuff like that. So um just whatever you could do above and beyond. Like last month, I have got a guy that uh young, young kid, he's 23. He was homeless for a year, lived out of his car. Really, really good guy. Um, he's got a new baby um, and he was walking out of the store a couple months ago and he saw a uh, homeless woman just out of breath and he gave her money. She said, I don't want money. I just need water. So he walked back into the store. He bought her water and Gatorade and a styrofoam, filled it up with ice as the coolers. And she drank the water and he gave her money to get on the bus. And he came into us and said, we need to raise water for the homeless here in Arizona when the heat's this high. So we raised 25,000 bottles of water. We're raising coats in Detroit. We do shop with a cop. We invest a lot in the the troops. Um, We did a cancer awareness last week. We did a marathon. I'm just a big fan because now we have the ability to give back. There was times that I didn't believe in culture. Uh, In 2009, when three people were having cigarettes, my mom was answering the phones. She, She moved out to work with me a couple of years after I started the business, her and my stepdad, because they got laid off in Michigan, but he did. Um, and man, it's, it, it was not easy. Don't let anybody tell you business is easy because it's not. All right. Tell me, um, you know, you're busy. You got a lot going on. You've got people coming and going. You've you've got numerous systems in place. Uh, but we all have the same amount of time every single day. And somebody looking in can be like, how in the heck is Tommy able to pull this stuff off? Um, and create that impact. So what are you doing to guard your time or what are you doing that can help other people begin to shift their mindset from being overwhelmed and feeling like they have to do it all to moving to more of that strategic place where I think it sounds like where you are now. All right. I'm going to go as quick as possible. Number one, stop everything you're doing. You need to take a small vacation and get out of town to a shop you want to become. So if you're three million, find a ten million dollar shop that runs well. Most of these companies want to pay it forward. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't take family. Take a spiral notebook full of questions, and you need to visualize what you need to become. Number one. Number two, you need to take a planner. 
And I like a written planner. You need to write down every time you get distracted, every time you don't hit a goal, every time you need to figure out what your milestones are. And here's how you do it. You get a list going of the biggest things that will affect your business. And you need to work on it, not in it, like Michael Gerber says. And uh, guard your time and use a calendar. Oh, man. I If you guys knew, I mean, I'll just I'll show you guys real quick. If you guys want to see um, just typical I'll just share here if I can. Um, here, I'll do a screen share. We'll go ahead and just, let's see here. I should have authorization here. Uh, calendar is a must. So she's given me authorization. And one second. Hold on one second. So, so, so get, get the calendar going. Uh, understand, read books. Everything should be on there. If you got to call your mom, it should be on there. All right. I just made you the host. Okay. So this is a good example. Um, I hopefully share the right screen, but this is just, you know, the other week, everything makes it on the calendar. Um, I went to Las Vegas for the weekend, uh, but you got to have a calendar to get stuff done. Bowling here is actually my uh, graduation class that time. So I just wanted to show you guys, listen, Get control of your counter. I had to hire an assistant and then I had to hire around my weaknesses and then I had to build an org chart and then I built an org chart and I put the boxes up. I got boxes. So if you look right here, this happens to be on my desk. This right here is our five essential manuals. I have 40. This is a service technician. You know, there's 50 some odd pages there. Um, install apprentice, dispatch, CSR. They all know how to play the game. They know how to win the game. My KPIs, my key performance indicators tell us the score. So you got to take some steps back. Readers are leaders. I got 1,200 books on Audible. I've got several hundred books here. Um, I hire consultants right now. I'm working with a guy named Jonathan Wistman. He wrote The Sales Boss. Al Levy, one of my consultants, is on his way in. Um, there's another guy that I'm uh, that he works with that wanted to come in. I do shop tours. I go visit another shop once a month. But Realistically, the secret sauce is my executive assistant. She's amazing at time management. She's very, very organized. And she protects me. And my building is aligned in a way that every single office protects me. I'm at the end. And uh, that's what it's about. You know, I got, I, I'm obsessed with whiteboarding. And, uh, you know, that's. I like it. I, I'm All right. I had to hire integrators. I had to get a bunch of integrators all around me. So read the book Rocket Fuel and find a yeah. great integrator and you'll figure out what we're talking about. No, I, I think that book is excellent. So Rocket Fuel is the name of it. And so we're talking about books and you've got 1,200 on Audible. You've got probably another couple hundred just sitting behind you right now. And there's one that you wrote. Can you talk about it? And, you know, when you go look at this, talk about the book and all the expertise that you have been able to stick in this book to be able to help others. So it's called the Home Service X, oh, Home Service Millionaire. And it's how I went from $50,000 in debt to $30 million in seven years. And this book was um, a couple of years old now, I'm working on another book. But, um, you know, I wrote the book and I had a couple of buddies read it. They said, it's great. Then I had a really close consultant reader and it said, it's not there yet. So I went back to the drawing board and I, I called the 12 smartest people I knew at the time. I got the COO of Home Advisor, the CEO of Service Time, which is a $13 billion company. I got Al Levy, the seven power contractor. I learned the financials, how to sell a business, how to recruit, 
all these things are in the home service millionaire. So I talk about a lot of stories in there. Um, talk about how I found my integrator, how to bring a players in, but more importantly, there's three or four pages from every single author that co-authored it. And they really, we do a thing on Friday from Alan Rohr called the financial quick check. I've got financing in here from Darius Livers. One of the, you never mentioned any numbers other. So if it's 10,500, you say 10, five, never say $10,586. If you want to learn how to sell service agreements, I got a guy that sold 20,000 service agreements in here. You want to learn how the multiples of EBITDA to sell your business stats in here. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of time and, and, you know, I give the book away. It's that you got to pay a little bit of shipping. I lose money on it, but it's homeservicemillionaire.com forward slash free. And uh, I read it myself on Audible. If you guys want, and Audible gives me 30%. So I don't really make anything on Audible. I don't even know if there's anything in that account. A lot of people buy it on Audible. Uh, I love the book because of the people that contributed to it. It took me two years and it's got a lot of mistakes in it. So means a lot to me, but uh, I just hope it helps other people. So when's your next book coming? You mentioned you've got one coming. Um, I'm working with a friend of mine. She's kind of helping me put it together. I'm telling her all my stories and she's really helping me frame it in the right way. So knowing her, she's so busy, uh, probably this summer. Um, but it really is about the morale, the culture and figuring out how to build a place of abundance and how to give back and how it comes back full circle. We live in the United States. I don't want to hear anybody that doesn't have crap. I don't want to hear anybody crying because they don't have money. The average person, you know, you hear some people say, <laughs> you, you realize that the worst person in the United States is still in the top 1% of most countries. So I just have a hard time hearing victimization. I, I can tell you about how my childhood might have been victimized, but I think I had the best childhood ever. And everybody's got a story. It depends on how you frame it. And I'm just not a big fan of hearing how, you know, when you look at people, they go, well, you don't know what it's like in this area with COVID or you don't know because Christmas is coming or you don't know uh, Colorado's different than Arizona or whatever. I hear this stuff every day. I'm like, I know Thanksgiving's coming. Then we got Christmas. Then we got taxes. And then what else? The cold weather. You will find a reason why you fail every single time. I find reasons why I succeed. That's the difference. I love it. Okay. So you are also owner and partner and investor, I think in at least 14 other businesses. And it struck my curiosity, uh, Christmas lights to real estate, to mobile apps. What, what are you doing with Christmas lights? Well, I actually had them buy me out this past year because I realized I needed to kind of get focused, but um, I happened to be in China with a garage drawer cable supplier. And um, he introduced me to one of his buddies, the biggest Christmas light manufacturer in China. And this was in uh, Shanghai. And I had a buddy of mine that had a Christmas light business and I knew we were going to be attending this place. And it was just too good of an opportunity to pass. You know, they will, he was here yesterday. They're going to do 700,000 on Christmas alone this year. And they're going to make about 30% bottom line. So I'm happy for them. Um, it was too much liability for me. When my name's on something now, it becomes very, very good potential lawsuit for somebody, whereas them alone, um, not to say they don't do very well, but um, for some reason, people like to sue me, um, but they don't win. I got plenty of insurance as well, but I uh, I just figured it was a safer model for, for them to go about it on their own. And, and I hope one day they look back and realize that they have as much freedom. Yes, they've given a lot of sacrifices from their family, but now they've got a business 
that'll pay them both more money than they can make in 10 years. And they're building wealth because the multiplier on that business in a few years is going to be at least eight times on EBITDA. So I think they'll all become millionaires because of it, but we'll see. You're a very busy person. I really appreciate you taking time to share these experiences with us. Um, If someone wants to learn more about you, Tommy, where would be the best place to start? You know, you could just, you could find my emails on the websites, whether it's tommymello.com or homeserviceexpert.com or homeservicemillionaire.com or Facebook is a good place. Um, but feel free to reach out. You know, I listen, I got the podcast going and uh, I really try to help as many people as possible. I got a guy doing a shop tour today. Like I said, get out of your comfort zone, realize where you have to go. Um, if you can't visualize it, it's really, really hard. I'm a visual person. Um, so just know that uh, it's not that tough. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people spike the ball right at the end zone. They don't get there though. And just keep pushing through that, you know, make the best, make lemons into lemonade and watch what happens. And, and you just be surprised when you start learning the power of delegation and the power of manuals and the power of standard operating procedures. And no one buys people, they buy the systems. So, you know, if your life is chaotic right now and you don't have a schedule and you're just not paying attention, just know there's, there's better out there for you. And, um, uh, Right now, it's funny. I'm doing 75 hard, and it's 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 so it's easy because there's systems. I get the food delivered. I got the trainer that comes to me. I got the water bottles that come one hour on the hour from her. It's just it's when it's systematic, the stuff comes really really easy. It does. Tommy Mello, you are the founder of A1 Garage Door Service. You can be found on the web at homeserviceexpert.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate being on today. My team and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Business Vitality Podcast. We really appreciate you being here. If you know of another leader, another CEO, a founder who has another success story that they are willing to share and be able to pay it forward, we would love to highlight their stories on this podcast. You can find more information at katherinecanty.com. And in the meantime, if you could take a minute and rate this show, that would be super helpful because that's going to allow more people like you to find us in order to continue to pay it forward. Again, if you need to learn any additional information, we are happy to help. You can find us more at katherinecanty.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn with my name, Katherine Canty. Thanks so much for being here.